Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Top 5 5, five 4, four three, 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the podcast. This is Top 5. I am your host, Jonathan Moss. And again, returning for the second week in a row, we have Adam Jetmore, John Lazavoth, and Robert Lamb. What's up? Yeah. Uh, as spoken uh, last week, Adam joins us from Horror Play, and John and Robert join us from Shark Dropper Studios, our parent company. So thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. How are you this week? Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just rough week, John. I know it feels like it's been forever since we recorded the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Did oh. you finally heal up from that red hot chili peppers beating you took? No, no. <laughs> Jonathan really it's... did a number on you. <laughs> I'm actually, I mean, that was pretty brutal. I'm I... actually laying in the hospital bed right now. Yeah, I ran out of band aids. <laughs> yeah. like I had to go out and buy some more. I mean, last week. Yeah. yeah, I went home and bought one hot minute just so I didn't hey, get beat up. You know up. what? You yeah. know what? <laughs> I still hate the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> That's I think I think it was worth the beating. He's I, doubling down on John. <laughs> yeah. Shh. Nope. Don't say that in front of Jonathan. Wait, what'd you no. guys say? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, John was just. I said I hated the red hot chili peppers. Well, John. Yeah. Uh, Come over here. I can't. I'm in a hospital. <laughs> Can I ask how you guys got that uh, stone etching of his number one hating red hot chili peppers I, on the wall uh, here? I personally like carried stone. it. I personally carried it on my back. Like it was your burden? Yeah. I think it's kind of a slap in the face. I think it's a slap in the face that you guys hung it up here in the studio for me to fucking stare at. Well, I I think it uh, completes the room. Yeah, we didn't have any posters. Might as well hang up a See, you shouldn't have hung it on your side because one of these days you're going to come in and it's going to be loose and just fall on you for no reason. Yeah, I think it's it'll be worth it. Plus, your hospital bed takes up most of this (laughs) studio. Yeah, come on, John. Can't you get a wheelchair or something? Can we just unhook him? Yeah. What? Nope. From the mic or from life? Life. Okay. <laughs> sure. Well, hold on. Hold on. We we can I do mean, it. We can do it remotely through my Xbox One. Actually, there you go. You Just know remo- what? Remove his life. Are you sure the Connect will listen if to that you? Is, if me dying <laughs> right. means I never have to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers again, I'm all for it. Anyway, like oh, we already made a playlist for you. I funeral. like how that was your tie into video games. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to yeah. throw in an Xbox reference. <laughs> you guys are still on last week's top five. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I backed him up with a connect. I know. I'm, I was like, that was good. I'm trying so hard because I don't have an intro for this week. I'm like, well, we could go back in time and watch me play my own video games, but Here, I'll who the fuck this. wants to see that? I'm going to throw out some words. Okay. Mario. Luigi. Nintendo. PlayStation. Luigi. Here we go. Xbox. Cart. Dino Crisis. Wieners. Okay, well, we're not doing top five <laughs> Japanese video say. games. Yeah, yeah, no, that means we're actually doing the top five video games that uh, all of us enjoy. So let's just get into it, guys. Yep. Shall we? Sure. Top five. Adam, what's your number five? Top five video game. All right. Just like last time, I was difficult with my number five. Uh, and I'm going to decide right now out of um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Animal Crossing. Ooh, and Animal Crossing. I really love that series, <laughs> man. 
It, no homo, but really, it's that's the whole reason I bought a GameCube. Oh my god, that game that's is weird, so man. relaxing. It's, <laughs> okay, I yeah, that's I, why I, I want to buy a video game. I've never played Animal <laughs> Crossing before. Like a, it always scotch. came off as like a type of simulation or something. It like, uh, it's very Sims light. I mean, this yeah, wasn't this wasn't my number five, but apparently I'm getting a bonus. <laughs> yeah, like, so uh, sure. <laughs> it, it's kind of a very Sims light. Um, you just yeah. make your own fun. You run around. You build your town. Um, redesign it how you want. I don't know. It's fun. Sometimes if I'm having a, a rough day, I'll just sit down with my DS and uh, fish. DS, what does that stand for? Dick uh, sucking. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> what else could it stand for? Okay. I mean, I, I just I, wasn't ready to out myself, so thanks, guys. I, yeah, it's definitely not a system. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, when I think of a video game, I don't think of like, oh, let me sit down with my smooth jazz my cigar my scotch that's Does the only way two fingers <laughs> yeah. I can my, actually my animal crossing I can actually see where Adam's coming from uh, I never played animal crossing but I did play harvest moon that was uh, another game where it's just you, you were a farmer and you planted crops and you harvested them wow but there's something really relaxing about that game <laughs> Really, Why don't you actually really, try farming, though? No, because that's not really relaxing. Because it's hot outside, Robert. Exactly. For real. I mean, <laughs> that's true, actually. I get it. I don't know, man. The weird the weird commercials Nintendo put out for their original an- Animal Crossing really sold me on that game. Here is a true story. Of four friends picked to live in a video game. And find out what happens when they stop being themselves. And start being someone else. Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing for Nintendo, Nintendo GameCube. GameCube. A walrus moved into the village today. Hot. I've just been fishing, you know, seeing some pals. All Rob does is fish. Fish and see his pals. I'm the one getting the job, attending the go- Welcome to Animal Crossing, the light game that's happening every minute of every day, whether you're playing or not. Hey, it's called a lawnmower. Other people have to live here too, you know. Rated E for everyone. I never got it for GameCube, but I, I played it on DS for a while, and then I accidentally washed... My pants with my DS cartridge in it, and it oh. just ruined the Animal Crossing game, and I never bought it again. Right. You were a better man for it. I guess so. Should, should I get to my number Actual five number now? five? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, well, Wait, that wasn't your number five? That was an no, honorable mention. No, yeah. You oh, get, my God. No, you, you just immediately started giving me shit about it, so I had to defend myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's cool. What's your number five? Um... I do love Animal Crossing, but my I think my number five is uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Hmm. Um, it's kind of the first game in that uh, Castlevania, uh, what, what are they, Metroidvania-style yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I love the game so much. I remember I rented it from Blockbuster. Remember those? Oh, I, remember uh, I rented it when it first came out, and I had it for the two days or whatever. They let you keep it, and then I immediately went and bought it, and... Um, I think I've probably bought this game like five times over the oh, course wow. of oh, Xbox okay. Live Arcade, PSP. At one point, I was actually playing it on the go on my PSP, <laughs> and then I would get home and play it on my Xbox. Two separate games or the same? Yeah, no, two, two separate games. Separate. Yeah, wow. I was about at the same point with both of them. Nice. Um, it was just a fun game, man. I played through it a lot. Uh, if you beat it with a certain percent, you could enter your name as uh, Richter and play as Richter Belmont from Castlevania Bloodlines. It was just... I don't know. I love the game. That's cool. I, I never played. I played like one Castlevania game. I can't tell you which one it was. I, I think this is the only one I've actually finished out of the Castlevania series. Right. Um, I just I remember know. it had a cool soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely did. Nice. It was yeah. awesome. If you guys haven't played it, I'd highly recommend it. I played it. I've just never beaten it. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I'll have to try it out sometime because I do want to try some of them. I've heard a lot of the Castlevania games are good. Like, oh, the original is great too. 
Yeah. So I've never played any of those. Oh. Yeah. I don't have the patience to finish it. It's too damn hard. <laughs> yeah. All Sean, right, what's your Sean? number five? Number five, I just want to say first that I'm actually a huge fighting game fan. Mm. So I would be remiss if I didn't put a fighting game on my list. Can I guess it? Well, it's either going to be Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. I say Street what Fighter. What about Marvel vs. Capcom? I say Ooh, Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2. Is it because you looked at my list? <laughs> no, it's just because okay. you've talked about Street Fighter 2 before. Is it oh, really, really Street Fighter 2? Yeah. It is. Nice. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Super Street Fighter 2. Not Super Street Fighter 2. Turbo. You got to have that one with I think he was in the version, whatever the latest version of Street Fighter 2 was. This is before the internet, before patches, right. DLC. They just released like a brand new game every time they uh, rebalance the game. Like every three months. It was actually <laughs> really weird. hard for me to pick Street Fighter 2 because, like, you know, I played a lot of fighting games over the years Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, a lot of the ones you've never heard of, like Blaze Blue, and things like that. Yeah. It was just Street Fighter 2 that I actually had on my Super Nintendo when I played all the time against my friends. It was just something... I don't know. I like fighting games in general, and Street Fighter 2 is kind of the most genre-defining of fighting games. Who so. did you always play as? Like, who was your character? Were you? And then... I was, and a Vega, and I was a Vega guy. Oh, I hate you. Love Vega, dude. He got those long... I, no, exactly. Exactly. When he's, like, jumping off the walls, and he's just like, you can't... You don't know, like, where to block. And, and just, then you uh, immediately punch his claws off. And yeah. Then, yeah, then he's fucking useless. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing about fighting games is that, like, it's just kind of sad because arcades were already dying, like, uh, by the time we were going up. But I love going to an arcade. And, like, yeah. the machines that always had the most people, or, like, the, or at least the arcades I went to, the machines that had the most people were fighting games. It was like, Tekken, Street Fighter, Killer Instinct. And always had, like, a group of people just, like, combo breaker. Exactly. It was just something entertaining. Not just playing, but actually watching, like, you know, people going at it. Oh, man. I oh, remember, yeah. like, pulling fatalities in Mortal Kombat oh, 3 and yeah. then, like, looking around, like, hey, did you see this? Like, yeah. I did a fatality in the arcade MK3. I remember Nobody going, was watching. I remember going to the mall. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 had just come out in arcades. And, like, it was just, it was amazing to watch. Like, I didn't know anything about the game because, like, it was my first time seeing uh, seeing the game. But I saw, like, someone do the uh, fatalities, the stage fatalities for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these special moves. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. I can't wait till this game comes out on the console. Like a scissor kick, like Liu yeah, Kang. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that, that one, specifically MK2, redefined fighting games. Do you think from so? That, from that point on. Yep. They just made it more... I think it just redefined games in general. You just take the violence level up and let them notch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my number five, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Nice. All right. Well, we'll get to my number five, which is a game that I've played multiple times. Like Adam said, with Castlevania, I've bought this game probably five or six times, and it's called Super Mario Brothers Three. Nice. And I love this. I game. thought you hated sequels. I hate sequels in movies. Okay. But not video games. For some reason, in video games, they usually get better. Really. Whereas in yeah, they movies, they get worse. Don't know what that is, but. Super Mario Brothers 3 I thought was amazing. I played all the Super Mario Brothers games and the first two like they were good. That second one was kind of a little weird cuz that wasn't re- originally a Super Mario. That yeah, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a Mario game. Yeah. But picking up onions and throwing them at enemies that was well, kind of like it was all right. It was, it was the good. Mushroom Kingdom, bro. Listen, I I liked I still liked it. It just wasn't my favorite. But Super Mario Brothers 3, I remember I got that for NES and 
I loved the, the fact that you had like this overworld where you could see the levels and you could bypass some levels, which was something that I never saw in a video game before. Like I couldn't decide like I want to go to level three or level four, or which one's easier. Well, like yeah, and it also it was also the uh, implementation of the Mario suits too. The yeah, raccoon yeah. suit that was really and, awesome. Yeah, I loved yeah the, the statue suit. Yeah, the oh boot? man. Whatever that was, I don't think that was the boot. Oh, was yeah, the boot? It was, was yeah. It was uh, I just remember the um, yeah, definitely the feather or whatever it was that gave you the raccoon suit that you just leaf. kind of yeah, it was, it was a leaf. leaf. Yeah, that's what it was. And it's the tanuki suit. Tanuki Robert. suit. No, the tanuki suit wasn't that the one that no, made that's you... the raccoon one. Which one's the one that made you freeze like a stone? I thought that was the raccoon suit when you pressed down on the D pad. No, that's a different suit. Man, out of context, this game just sounds so weird. Yeah, I know, <laughs> seriously. Like, if you haven't on? played this game, you don't know what we're talking about. But no, this game, I just, I also love that uh, there's like that thing where you could play with, you could play multiplayer where you would switch back and forth between like another person playing the different levels. But you could also go to like a level you already beat, press A, and it would bring you back to the original Super Mario game where you would both battle with the pipes and they would just come oh, out yeah, of the pipes. Oh, yeah, that's like right. I forgot about that. Stuff. So totally I'd, I would always that. just do the battle sometimes when I was playing with someone, and we'd just go into battle mode, and we'd just start fighting each other, and I thought that was that was awesome. That was a fun game. I, I really I really enjoyed the uh, the new, f- like, formatted, like, boss fight. You know, like, yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the flying yeah, the ships or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the ships were a pain sometimes. And, yeah, and you had to fight all the Cooper brothers and sisters. It and also stuff. had one of my favorite... I. I never hated water levels until Mario. Mario was like the thing that like I remember Mar like the not even the ones that you sink under, but I remember that one with the big fish that would jump out of the water and try to grab you while the level would sink down. So you try to get to the highest point before that fish would come. Oh, I yeah. remember that was just a pain. Like that made me like start hating water levels. Oh yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's my number five. I, I love that game. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, my top or my number five. I've always been uh, a huge Ninja Turtles fan, absolutely huge, and I had all the games, uh, the original games, like I had uh, Ninja Turtles Arcade and you know Ninja Turtles Two and all, all, all these, like all of them. But there was one that came out for the Super Nintendo that put a shadow on all the rest. It stuck truly to, uh, in good form, it stuck to that arcade sort of like, you know, health point, health bars. Uh, the boss is getting, you know, you know that you're getting close to killing the boss when he starts blinking yeah. a lot quicker. Uh, but this one totally took it to a new level. Turtles through time. Turtles in time. I've played that one. I don't it, think I ever beat it, though. It was, it, this was like the first time like where you could like, so you like, you know, think of like your normal like camera view on a Turtles game, like a Turtle arcade game or any arcade game for that I think matter. that actually was originally an arcade game. Oh, yeah, it had so. to have been. Yeah, I think so. But this was the first time where the Turtle could pick one of the foot soldiers up and throw him at the camera, and it would hit the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And yeah. what was cool is that they, they totally used that move. One of the bosses, Shredder, was in, like, some vehicle or whatever, and you and the point of view was over Shredder's shoulder in, like, operating this vehicle mm. from, from whatever, from one of the vehicles, and... How you had to beat him was throw the foot soldiers at the vehicle from his point of view, which was like holy shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, at the yeah. time this that was, was like insane. almost 3D. Yeah, this was insane. <laughs> yeah. But like it was, I just had a lot of fun with it because you know half the game was in the turtles' environment in the turtles' universe, uh, but the other half you had to fight through time all the way from prehistoric times, prehistoric, prehistoric turtlesaurus, to 
Wild West. Bury my shell at Wounded Knee. All the way into the future. Neon Night Riders. To try and stop, you know, Shredder's plans, and you had to fight like all the good original bosses, uh, Bebop, uh, Crane. It was just yeah. um, all, all around Super the board. Super Shredder. Super Shredder. I just this oh, was yeah. this was the one that I had the most fun with, and I just I had to put on my list because of the sheer amount of hours I wasted on it. I mean, I would. It's one of those games where you could beat it. Over and yeah. over and over again, and it would yep. still just be just as fun. I'm yeah. definitely with you. I definitely spent a lot of hours playing that game. It was actually one of the few games uh, my dad played with me as well because, uh, I mean, the gameplay was pretty simple. We just, you know, beat up a bunch of enemies. But me and my, my dad, like, uh, we would actually, like, uh, sit down, like, uh, beat the whole game, like, in the session. I mean, that's what we would do. That's fun. Exactly. Who, who's your turtle? Oh, uh, Raphael. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I sh- most of the time, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, I should go with Leonardo. He has, like, the best. Well, Leonardo's Donatello. Hey, don't go with Leonardo. Yeah, I don't know. Raphael is just, like, he's just really cool. He was always the my favorite turtle. size. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, exactly. I hey. used to skip class in high school and go home and eat cereal and play that game. <laughs> nice. Turtles of Time? Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> they actually remade that game for Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, yeah. and they, oh, com- they changed a lot of stuff in it, though. Did they? Yeah, yeah they changed I some, uh, like the prehistoric boss. It's a different boss, I think. I don't remember all the changes, but they definitely changed uh, some stuff Gameplay's still kind of the same, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I didn't notice the stuff when I played through it. It was still fun, but yeah. nice. still fun. It's kind of a bummer they took that route with it. Yeah, I actually classic game. The the arcade game for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was also fun. It was my favorite game of Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) TMNT arcade. Yeah, just uh, you and three other friends just uh, go through the whole game. Put in like twenty dollars worth of quarters. (laughs) (laughs) During the first boss where Rocksteady came up through the the burning building and like yeah, dude, that was so awesome. Everybody tried to get the most amount of points, so you get the April kiss. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, remember that. I remember that, too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. All right. We're on to number four. All right. My number four is uh, Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Um, it's really the first RPG. I was old enough to understand what an RPG was when I played <laughs> through it. Um, it's really the first game I remember me and all my friends uh, two of my friends on my block actually went out and bought PlayStations, the original PlayStations, to buy this game after playing it at my house. And we spent countless hours at each other's house just watching each other play the game. Um, I mean, I really don't have much to say on it besides I, I think most people have played it. Uh, it's just a fantastic Final Fantasy. It's definitely one that you see in top ten or like top list of like yeah, it, games. It redefined RPGs at yeah. the time. This uh, this was the very first game I ever got for PlayStation. Um, it was really the only, yes, the only game that I ever played through that made me cry. Really? As Aeris oh. died. Aeris. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Was, I was like, I cannot believe that Aeris. Spoiler. Uh, really? <laughs> Spoiler. Jesus, no, oh, but sorry. You, you want to talk <laughs> about? You want to talk about such a rich storyline going all the way through? I mean. That game, through and through, did not disappoint. There was so much extra content. Like, you could go just through the game, and it would be a 40-hour game. If you did all of the sub-content, it would be closer to 100 hours worth of gameplay. I mean, this was the first game, like, video game that I played. It might be of all time, where it was like the storyline is why you played it, not the gameplay. And it was just like the whole, the whole like, do you remember, like, Sephiroth, like, 
you're you're like oh Sephiroth is like your your buddy and like you're going up through the ranks and what is it the mech or the metric or uh, whatever the the magic things uh, no the uh, the army that they're they're all uh, Shinra right the Shinra, Shinra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they're like working through the ranks of the Shinra together and then all of a sudden like you know you see the split in Sephiroth he starts becoming more dark and then at the fucking end you're like holy fuck he's a clone of me. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm a clone of him. And you're like, holy shit. Like, your whole <laughs> fucking, as a 12-year-old, your whole world gets started, like, flipped upside down. And uh, it's just like that. It turns out Cloud was then a clone of Zack. Yes. And it's, it's from, just insane. Like, and then uh, the last boss the last boss fight, who could ask for a better boss boss fight than, like, just you and Sephiroth one-on-one? Even like, the, the emerald and ruby weapons, which were oh completely optional side quests. But those boss fights, those were brutal. I remember spending hours on a little island just to level up my Mimic Matera so I could just spam Knights of the Round over and over again. And that was, <laughs> that was the first game that did it where it was like, okay, am I willing to pump eight to ten hours into just leveling up so I can, on a prayer, hopefully beat the ruby weapon? Like, I don't I, know. Uh, I guess I'll confess this here and now. I don't think I've ever actually beat the game because I watched my friends beat it so many times. Oh, right. well, meteor. Vicariously, <laughs> you beat the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's good we, I mean, we just we were hanging around each other so much, playing it together, that they just got there before me. So, right. and one thing I also do want to add to this game is that the soundtrack was unlike anything else in a video game. It still is. I like. I could. I could buy the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack and just like be taken away instantly. I mean, yeah. the music in that video game is just so beautiful. Oh, the, beautiful. Uh, the song that I was playing during Eris' uh, death was just pretty haunting. The, oh, uh, yeah. the, the, the fight song that plays during the final battle against Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> there are also uh, optional uh, party characters that you can recruit too. Yeah, uh, and Yuffie. Yep. That, I think they were the only two optional ones. Everybody else, you just got. The first time I played through, I didn't know Yuffie even existed. I remember Vincent. Like I wanted to get him because I knew he could turn into like a, a werewolf or something. Or yeah, Plus he had like a cool cape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the entire cast of characters in that game was just awesome. I mean, Red 13, Sid, Cat Sith. Tifa. I mean, Kate her Sif, really? T- Tifa's titties were just a character by himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ah, uh, nice and triangular. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Christ, those polygons really <laughs> did a number for me. <laughs> her and Laura Croft should make a counter. <laughs> yeah. I know. But those cutscene titties. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where they were at. That's true. I mean, nice. it was really like the first RPG with full motion videos and stuff in it. Um, I don't know. It was just a fantastic game, and I love it a lot. There was a there was a rumor ten to twelve years ago that they were redoing the entire game with new graphics. Oh, that that rumor still exists. That's, and Square that's been finally a rumor ever since. Yeah. A while, yeah. Square actually came out and said they won't remake that game until they make a better Final Fantasy. Well, then Final Fantasy Seven. Yes. So never. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. Okay. Yes. All right. So my number four is actually very similar to Adams. It's also Final Fantasy Seven. Nice. Yay! But this time I'm going to talk about the the pseudo sequels they made. The uh, oh, those the, were amazing. Crisis Core. Crisis um, Core. Vincent got his own. There was also a movie. Advent Children. That was right? Advent Children. Yeah. And those were terrible. 
Evan Children. I, I didn't see it. Yeah. Evan Children was really boring. It was cool to see like a little bit yeah, of resolution. It, it was boring, characters. but I, I did like it the one time I watched it. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know. Uh, I do have. I do remember when I first got Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII. It was, I think, like one of the first two PlayStation games I ever got. But the thing is, like, I didn't have a memory card. Oh. So for like about memory for the first <laughs> for the first couple of weeks I had, I was playing the game. I I kept replaying like the first. I don't know when you get off the train. Hours. Yeah, I was just like, well, oh <laughs> man, that sucks. I got this part down. Pat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you really play it for real, I was like, you'll be able to get like, there. I, I, it was like Groundhog Day in video game form. I just like, okay, I'm jumping off the, the train. You know, <laughs> get attacked by the uh, Shinra. I, yeah. uh, I completely forgot. I only bought that game because it came with a cool pre-order from whatever the game store was at the time, maybe Babbage's. Yeah, it Babbage's, came with this yeah. awesome Babbage. shirt with cloud on the back. Oh, cool. Nice. I really had no clue what the game was. I was just like, I want that shirt. <laughs> I still nice. have that shirt to you, this day. And you That's like, awesome. Do you remember like... Re- like uh, buying the the game and it was like five CDs long. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Five CDs? Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember at one point, I think my second disc got damaged. No, I, st- I just exchanged it at Kmart. I actually they still have. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still have. I still have the original case. I'm just missing the instruction manual. Oh, that's which is sad. just. I know the instruction manual was actually really thick and it had like really great artwork in it too. I'm just. Yeah. It, annoys me that i can't find it it got its uh it got its own section in that like four disc case yeah exactly Damn. yeah so final fantasy 7 nice it's a decent game sorry <laughs> sorry heard. to steal your thunder i've John. heard yeah <laughs> no, it's all right well all right so we'll go to my number four which is actually pretty similar no it's not final oh. fantasy 7 <laughs> okay but it is another final fantasy it's really? actually final fantasy 10 it was a good game I, I liked Final Fantasy X. Actually, I was kind of late to the whole Final Fantasy VII, like, brigade or whatever you want to call it. I, I Yeah. <laughs> it was just – I was late to it. I didn't get a PlayStation until way later. I had an N64 for a long time. Eventually, I got a PlayStation. And then I think the first Final Fantasy game I played was Final Fantasy VIII. I didn't like that at all. I'm, I'm, I really thought you were going to say Final Fantasy VIII for your number really? four. Oh, no, 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 no. It's no. horrible. Sad inside. Final Fantasy VIII, like, I thought, like, the first cinematic – video i was like oh that's cool and then i started playing it and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i don't even like this what's this card yeah. game what's this? i was just like, i got okay. really good at that card game really but oh yeah the card game yeah that was stupid i had yeah. a like a third party uh memory card and it erased some of my content and put me back on the first disc so i quit playing that really? game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i couldn't get into final fantasy 8 at all so then i kind of just wrote off final fantasy for a while and uh when PlayStation 2 came out, I, I eventually got that. And I remember the one week, Grand Theft Auto, I think Grand Theft Auto 3 and Final Fantasy 10 came out around the same time. And I remember I was like, oh, like I want to try these games. I never played a Grand Theft Auto before, and I never really got into a Final Fantasy before. So I was like, I want to try them. So I tried both of them. I rented them from Blockbuster, <laughs> both in the same week. And I remember I ended up playing Grand Theft Auto 3 the whole time because my friends were coming over, and that's all we wanted to do. So I never played Final Fantasy 10 that much. So I played it for like maybe like a total of 20 minutes. And I was like, it's kind of cool, but I think I'm just going to buy Grand Theft Auto 3. So I bought that, and then later on I was like, no, I really want to go back. I kept seeing commercials for it, and it looked so awesome, like the, the 3D, like the uh, motion uh, capture and stuff. I was like, I really want to try it. So I went, and I ended up buying Final Fantasy X, and then I played through 
the whole thing. Like I played that more than Grand Theft Auto Three. I ended up playing until I beat it. Have you gotten the HD remake? No, and I do want to get that. You should get that. I, I just, definitely want to get that. I just remember playing Blitzball most of the time. Blitzball. That's the oh, only thing I, I did. hated. Blitzball. I wasn't a big That's fan the only of Blitzball. Thing I did. Yeah, it I did was, not care dude, for Blitzball. Blitzball was fun. It was like math. If you figured out how to do it, math, it was you like get good at it. Yeah, it's like, do you want to kick this ball that way? What's three plus negative two? I'm like, come on, just let me kick the ball. Like, just who does that? No one plays soccer and it's like writing on a calculator or whatever. I mean, come on, just <laughs> in water. Yeah, in water. I'm like, come on, this could be so much cooler. So like, that was the one thing I didn't really like about Final Fantasy X. But I loved the story. I know a lot of people didn't like like the voice acting. But I actually I didn't mind that. That was actually was the first cool. Final Fantasy to have voice acting. Right, and I thought I thought it like was pretty well. Uh, I mean, it worked out pretty well. And Final Fantasy has always had great production values, so you knew yeah. they were gonna. Well, do that's great the thing, and the story. Acting. I mean, the story was very odd, but I think it worked, and I loved the characters in it. Like I loved all seven characters that were part of your party, and I loved switching out between them. That's why I was kind of let down when Final Fantasy Ten Two came out, and you only had like three characters, and they were like the. Two All girls. I didn't really like. Oh, yeah. And we know how you yeah. feel about uh, them. Yeah, seriously. Good thing they weren't. No, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I couldn't get into that one. Plus, it, that one was more fast paced. I love like the whole turn style base. Like I attack, then they attack, then I attack, then they attack. So like, I I spent like I at least spent eighty hours on that game, leveling up and beating it and stuff. And I still remember it. And I've yet to play it again, but I do want to try the HD remake. Yeah, I, I don't know where you got that people didn't really like that one. That's like the last great Final Fantasy. Which one? 10 to? 10. No, just oh, 10. 10. Yeah. That's no, well, one. I've always, anytime you talk about Final Fantasy, it's always like 7 that I hear is. Yeah, but. Well, 7 or 6. Really. Yeah. But I've heard 10. I mean, I, I know a lot of people like 10. I think too. 10 is kind of considered the last great Final Fantasy, I, I think. think so, yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely, definitely awesome. Uh, my, my number four is. This was the uh, – <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of the series. I, I think that there's three games in the series, and this is basically the grandfather. It might be the only game out there where it was like the carrot at the end of the stick right in front of your nose that you can never quite get. So that's why you keep playing just on the offshoot of just – you just want to keep getting better and better and better and better and better, and you're willing to dump hundreds of hours into it. Diablo 2. Diablo is just there's not there's not another game out there that was like it. It was like I remember playing the first one and being like genuinely like freaked out because it was like so dark and like you know it was the forces of hell coming through in this little town and like yeah, you doesn't just, Diablo have like this great line like not even death can save you from me yeah or something like that uh, death not even death can save you now or something yeah, yeah some something of the sort but like. I remember, like, in in the first one, like, where you're, like, if you got the butcher quest, it was, like, insane. You're, like, who's the butcher? Who's the butcher? And then all of a sudden you walk into this room and there's, like, bodies nailed to the wall and just freaking, like, you know, people hanging on crosses upside down. And all of a sudden this fucking d- demon walks out with a, butching, a butcher knife in his hand. And he goes, ah, fresh meat. And starts chasing you. You're, like, oh, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> I didn't expect this. That's <laughs> like, awesome. This is insane. Uh, but Diablo 2 took it a step further, and it was about six years after the release of Diablo 1 is when this really came out, and they introduced, like, new characters, new classes. You have, like, your necromancer, your sorceress, uh, your paladin, um, your druid, your assassin. Uh, there, there, was just, there was just a lot of different styles of play that you could feed into playing Diablo 2. 
and it's still it's still got into that whole freakiness like this is this is a this is a dark dark game but what i really liked about it was the the uh item drop system like you had like your normal normal items your magic items your super rare items and then your legendary items and your legendary items all worked with each other and synergistically your you know your skills were working with your your items so it was always this like sort of like carrot at the end of the stick that you're always sort of reaching for but it was always just a hair or two out of reach so it just kept you playing and playing and playing and it was just it was just a much more expansive realm and and it was just you know very creepy if you played it with like headphones in the dark and stuff. It was it was a fun one. Yeah, I definitely put in a lot of hours in Diablo two. The uh, I don't know. I just remember at the time thinking like, you know, what am I doing? I'm just clicking. <laughs> That's all I am. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm just clicking. I'm clicking. But the thing is, like, it's fun. Like, I don't know. Something about the like like you said, it's the carrot at the end of the stick. I mean, obviously that sounds boring. But when you're actually playing through the game, it's not. It's, it's just. Something about it, like you just gotta keep finding like better gear, and it's or, like how rewarding, how rewarding is it? It's like that one thing that could you could like you were just struggling with, and then all of a sudden you get that like new piece of gear, or two new pieces of gear that worked so synergistically with each other, and then all of a sudden it's like nothing to you anymore, and you're like, yeah, I'm getting better. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the cow level should also be mentioned. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> legendary cow level in, in yes. Diablo one. There was a big rumor that if you click the cows enough time after you beat the game, you would open up a, this expansive uh, sort of like uh, post-game level where that you would have to fight these demonic cows. Blizzard swore up and down that it never existed. Well, guess what? In Diablo 2, they created it. And it was just basically, the you know, there's some voice acting in Diablo 2. <laughs> I think the voice acting in the cow level. There's these cows walking yeah. uh, homo erect with halberds and swords and shields coming after you. <laughs> and their voice acting is just, moo. moo. And it's a guy going, it's just a normal dude going, moo. <laughs> like, coming after you, and you're like, really? <laughs> you have awesome. to fight the cow king? Like, I don't know. It's just okay. a fun little, like, after you kill Diablo. and it's Yeah, it's funny, because in Diablo 3, there's a lot of references to Diablo 2. And one of the loading screens... It says uh, the cow level is a lie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Awesome. I think didn't they put like a unicorn level or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's in like three? a, it's like a. There's there's like a couple of secret levels in Diablo three. Teddy bears uh, yeah. run after you and like cupcakes. You have to like collect cupcakes and stuff. I think uh, David Bresnik, the guy who created Diablo and then left the series after Diablo two, he right. just made Marvel Heroes recently, and he also did Guild Wars. Too. Oh wow. I don't know. I think, I think Marvel Wars Heroes too. is the first game he made after oh, really? Diablo 2. But I think there might be a cow level in that because I've gotten some potions for the bovine sector. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. That's yeah. awesome. It's all free uh, to play. Now, That's probably why Diablo 3 feels – it's still good, but it feels a lot different from the other Diablo yeah, games. I, I wish I could say more on this topic, but I never had a computer growing up. I only got to play Diablo for a few minutes here and there at friends' houses. Same I didn't here. really play it until 3. Let me Let me set the record straight here. I agree with you. When I first, when Diablo three first came out, eh, it was it just it wasn't it wasn't right. It didn't it didn't feel like a Diablo game. They just released an expansion by the time this is released a couple months ago, and they literally fixed everything that was wrong with the original Diablo three. I can say right now, like I'm I'm putting Diablo two on the list because of the nostalgia factor that yeah. I have with it. Diablo 3 right now is better than any other Diablo that's ever been put out. I think actually that's the only form of Diablo 3 John has played because you just picked that up recently, yeah, right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't get on Diablo 3 Reaper, train right away. Reaper of Souls? I think yeah, he Reaper of Souls. Okay. 
Like, uh, I play a lot of Diablo 2. I just waited on Diablo 3 because I heard mixed reactions when, right. uh, when it first came out. I was like, well, I'll wait a little bit. I picked up Reaper of Souls. I'm like, man, this game's good. I don't know why everybody's uh, hating it. But I guess, like, it was just completely Yeah, they, they pulled the real money auction house and the, the in-game gold auction house out uh, right before Reaper of Souls. Off mic, I'll get into, I'll get into more of what was wrong with it and right. why, why it just went completely against the franchise. Yeah. yeah, that's probably not a good conversation to have <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top five reasons why Diablo 3 is not <laughs> Diablo 2. Awesome. All right, well, my number three is the game that got me into shooters. Um, I really just didn't like them for this. I just thought they were mindless uh, run through a co- corridor, point, click, thing is dead, move on. Why do you hate Doom so much, man? Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That that's probably another podcast too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really don't have that much hate for it. Um, but my number three is Halo, the original Halo. Okay. The nice. uh, game that sold the Xbox. Yeah, that was the game that sold the Xbox. Um, I actually didn't really know what Halo was. I bought an Xbox off a guy I used to work with for eighty bucks when they were still like three hundred or whatever they were new. Wow. Um, and with it came Tony Hawk 3, which I hate, the Tony Hawk series, and Ooh. a wrestling game. Yeah. Yeah. I like Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah. So I went and I traded those two games in, and uh, the guy who was with me was like, get Halo. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but okay. I played it that night, and then I didn't touch it again for probably like a year and a half. And then oh, wow. me and my friend, uh, who were both out of work at the time, collecting some unemployment, <laughs> uh, we just sat around and we played Halo constantly. And we would just, not multiplayer, just the this campaign. campaign. Um, and we would just see what ridiculous stuff we could do to get through it, like legendary with only melee attacks, things nice. like that. Holy crap. I'm sure somebody else here might have something to say about Halo. So maybe a little later. Maybe we'll see. All right. Well, I um, might may get I might get, uh, get crucified for this one, but um, never saw the hype on it. That's that's Dude. fair. Yeah. Um, I, I understand a lot of the hype is the the multiplayer and things, which yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. never played until Halo Three. Um, it wasn't a bad game. I just for the amount of popularity that it has it has accrued and the cult following that it has, I, I, I didn't buy into that factor. I thought it was a fun game. Well, I really like the but story. But I could never waste it. hours on it. I mean, for a shooter, it had a good story. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, you're right. I, there's, I mean, I won't say too much yet either because it might overlap somewhere. Oh, but, no. uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think John, maybe John. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think... Uh, well, betting on it. Yeah, yeah. Console-wise, it was probably the best shooter to come out since Goldeneye on the 64. I think so, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, just, I mean, the it, it kind of made console shooters. Like, yeah. Goldeneye was the only functional one before that, really. Goldeneye was really popular, but it well, didn't really, like, uh, make co- like uh, shooters a legit thing on consoles. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was... Sorry. That sorry, was weird. Sorry. I don't know. Oh, you just put your hand up to your face. And just, you I, want was me talking, to be quiet? No, I was talking to Adam. Okay. You know, he's just asking for his nightly fellatio. Yeah, that's okay. all. Yeah, oh, all right. me. Yep. Yes. I just remember a lot of nights where we just like, we didn't play online, but we play like, uh, you know, local. Uh, well, Halo 1 didn't have online. No. Yeah. And I didn't have friends, which is why I never played <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah. Still don't, Adam. It's okay. I, uh, <laughs> no, I know. I that's, that's why the internet's a I remember thing. playing split screen, and then, like, for some reason, like, we all decided to just jump into Warhog. 
oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like the all indestructible four of us. warthog. Yeah, that we was just, like we just drove around the time. map, and it was just like this is fun. We're not really doing anything. We're just driving around the map. But that was mind blowing at the time. I couldn't oh, yeah. believe like you could get like all these people in a vehicle and all drive together. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just wanted to like turn the radio. Yeah, like Murphy on the the Gatling gun. Another person just in the side passenger seat yeah. to shoot. Like, like, what am I doing? I don't know. Just shoot, yeah. damn it. Like, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, the advent of the Warthog was very revolutionary in, in shooters. It was just like, oh, my God, I can move a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Now know. it just seems so arbitrary. Yeah. No, no just the, the level designs on it were cool. Like, the whole Halo world that they built I was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you really didn't know why you were in the conflict with this Covenant. You didn't know what they were after. I mean, they gave you just enough lore to, like, keep you hanging on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that game a lot. It's okay. Maybe top five quality. What? But we'll see. Dun, dun, okay. dun. Yeah. For right. now. I don't have anything to else to say about Halo, John. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my number three, I feel like everybody should have a Mario game on their list somewhere. Spoilers. Let's see which I one don't. this one is. Uh, for me, the Mario game I chose was Super Mario 64. That's okay. such a good one. That it was. A good one. Uh, it was kind of hard for me to choose this one because I loved the 2D uh, uh, Mario games. I love Super Mario World. Somehow Super every Mario, Mario game 3. is so good. Exactly. Well, Mario Bros. 2 was whatever. Wow, some of them. And that the new, Mario new Super Mario Brothers series is meh. And yeah. Mario Sunshine was kind of hit or miss. I like that one. <laughs> but this <laughs> this game was great because it was the first time you got to see Mario in 3D. 3D. Yeah. It was... The whole expanse of... You and like, the worlds were like... Amazing. Yeah, the worlds are really, like really well done. Yeah. Super Mario 64 was the game that heralded the uh, the coming of the N64. Right. And at the time, the N64 was like, it was such a huge leap in graphics because you're going from 32 to 64-bit. Or it's not like these days where it's like, oh, the PS4 and Xbox One came out and they looked marginally better. Like, hey, that penis looks really, really realistic. Yeah, but this one you can actually see the veins on it. No, yeah. it's good. I didn't exactly. know I had that many veins. But uh, <laughs> That was the one thing I didn't like about Super Mario Brothers. Just too much penis. <laughs> really? I was like, yeah. I yeah, they like, weren't actually mushrooms. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd they make it get bigger? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, yeah, Super Mario 64, it was... Like Jonathan said, it was the first time that you got to see Mario in 3D, and it wasn't just like a gimmick either. Like the gameplay was also it matched that. One of the best like 3D kind of I don't even know what genre to call it. Like platformer, a, yeah, platformer. Just platformer. A platformer yeah. still. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool because it was like it was revolutionary for a Mario game or just games in general, but it still felt like a Mario game. I thought it was really cool. You could like jump into pictures and surf on yeah. shells. Man, and just running exactly. around the castle. The butt yeah. slam. There's a lot of like secrets and stuff. Well, who doesn't like awesome. a good butt slam? <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <laughs> the mushrooms. Again, the mushrooms. that was another thing yeah. that I wasn't too fond of. No, in we're Super getting Mario down Bros. and dirty here. <laughs> You're really showing your true colors tonight, Robert. That's uh, true. Yeah, I remember I, s- I uh, spent like a whole year trying to get all 120 stars so I can meet Yoshi on top of the castle. And I yeah, did. It's too bad they didn't have any Yoshi levels. That would have been... Amazing. Yeah, was Yoshi even in the game? Yeah, he was like, only at the could you ride him? No, no. no. You oh, could okay. only meet. He him says at the something, top. then he just jumps away. I I don't know. But was it worth getting all 120 stars? Yeah, I still felt a huge sense of accomplishment. It's the journey, not the uh, destination. Exactly. But yeah, the, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see more Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, for the longest time, that's the only game I also had on the N64, and I didn't have a problem with it. Like, right. I was just playing Super Mario 64 all the time, and I was just, I was completely satisfied. Yeah. Not many games can uh, 
can make me say that. I agree. Yeah. I never even owned a 64, and I really love that game. Yeah. <laughs> you never even played it. You just like, <laughs> I, love this. I, I mean, it. I watched <laughs> yeah, yeah. someone once, I think. <laughs> but my, it's, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's number one on my, my list. My reasoning was so solid. Just <laughs> yeah. Adam can't help but agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm like, like, he it's like he's played the game now that you described it so well. All right, well, I will go to my number three, which is a newer game. I think it came out in 2009, and it was for the PlayStation 3. And it's probably part of my favorite franchise right now, which is the Uncharted franchise. And it's Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. I really love this game. I love all the Uncharted games, but for some reason, like, after I played the first one, the first one blew me away. I remember I played the demo for the game when uh, I, was trying to, I was trying to find, like, a new PS3 game to get into. Cause I, there wasn't much out then. And I remember I saw the demo for it, so I played it, and it had really good graphics. I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah. Nathan Drake looks real, and, yeah. like, the, the foliage and everything, just the lighting, it's awesome. But then, like, the gameplay was kind of repetitive in the demo that I played, and I was just like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Then I played this other demo called Black Sight Area 51, which was a first-person shooter. And I was like, this demo's awesome. It's really good. So I bought that game. Game that was a good decision. It was the worst <laughs> decision in a video game I've ever made. Oh I was God. like, "What the hell? How can the demo be so awesome?" You mean you mean the first person shooter based on a light gun game? Yeah, but was it was bad? like, but the demo was so awesome. Like the lighting was good, the graphics were awesome, the gameplay was fun, fighting aliens. So I played that demo, and then I played the game. I bought the game. I'm like, "There's glitches. The guns were floating in the air. Aliens no. were disappearing in front of me." I'm like. This sucks. I made a horrible mistake. I still beat it. I still pushed through. But I was like, that sucks. So then I went back, and I was, like, looking through my PS3 demos, and I saw Uncharted again. I'm like, you know what? This demo really sucked. (laughs) So maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe it would have the opposite effect. Sound logic. Yeah. And it somehow did. (laughs) I don't know how that worked out, but it did. And, I mean, it didn't suck as a demo. It was okay. It just wasn't wasn't mind-blowing. But when I played Uncharted 1, like, all the way through – the story itself, like it was a good action adventure. Kind it of. was yeah, very Indiana Jones ish. I liked the shooting. I liked, I liked some of my favorite levels were just the exploring for like treasures or exploring how to get up a mountain yeah. like some way. Like that was like my favorite stuff. Or exploring the sunken or the ship that was like shipwrecked. I thought that was awesome. Um, and then like the story and the final boss, I loved all that. So when Uncharted Two came out, I was really excited for it. And I remember. Um, it started getting like all these rave reviews, Perfect like tense. game of the year, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. So I ended up watching the review on IGN and I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this game to come out. And I remember when it came out, like I played it nonstop. Just, I just wanted to beat, I wanted to see everything. And I, I, the reason why I like the game is one, obviously the story, but the characters were so, so great. Like the, the voice acting, the character animations, they felt like real people. They felt like, I know like the, they joke like, oh, you're watching it. It's like playing a movie. But it yeah. really was like playing a movie. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, it still had the game elements. Like, you knew, like, certain things were going to happen game-wise. But as a story, like, the story progression and, like, the character d- development was actually, like, really well done. And I, like, actually cared for the characters, which is – this is probably, like, the only time I've ever really felt like I cared for certain characters. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I also – the other part I really liked about it was – yeah, there's a lot of action, and it had some really great action set pieces because it explored, like, it was, like, a global adventure rather than just on an island. Um, but I liked that you had, like, this gun battle, and you had a lot of, like, fighting. You had some stealth missions. But then there's just, like, one mission where you just have to explore this mountain. And there's no gunplay. There's nothing really in there. It's just, like, you're 
traveling in this mountain with this guy who's like leading you. I thought like pacing wise, I thought that that was really cool. Like that actually broke up like kind of some of the gun battles. And there's also a level where you just walk through a village. Like the whole level is just walking through this village and seeing like these villagers on and the side killing of the them. And then just murdering, <laughs> yeah. shooting them in oh, the face. No. Sticking your yep. really realistic wiener Tea in them. Teabagging yeah. them. Yep. And did that. No, I, I just, I love that. It was just a, it was like a five to 10 minute level. There's some hidden treasures, but you just walk through this village and you can see people chopping wood, see people like petting a yak. Sounds you great. Seeing all that you stuff. gave me shit for oh, Animal Crossing. Listen, yeah. That was Jonathan, not me. <laughs> okay. I love farming games. Top five farming games. Farmville Uncharted 1, Farmville 2. Yeah, no. I uh, I just thought like that was really cool pacing-wise. Like It just broke up the action. It, it felt like they didn't feel like they needed to just keep throwing action set pieces at you. Like They felt confident in just having the story unfold that they didn't have to keep throwing just bigger and badder villains at you. So. But the, the set pieces themselves, they were amazing. Oh, too. yeah. The train sequence is one of my favorite levels. That's the, the beginning of the game. No, yeah. well, I, well, yeah, it's part of the beginning, but I'm talking about like when you're on the train, you have to fight to get oh, to the front. Yeah. Like how it goes around t- turns and stuff. You have yeah. to kind of adjust shooting-wise for that, that turn. Like You have to shoot at windows that disappear from view once the train goes like straight again. Yeah. So I, I thought like the action set pieces were really great in the game too. I mean, that's one of its highest selling points. I totally agree with you. I remember playing the game when it first came out and thinking to myself, this is a better action adventure movie than Most actual action adventure movies yeah. that have come out in the past decade. Yep. So. Yeah. I, I love that game. Good choice, Robert. So it was Thank uh, you. Blackside area 51. Was yeah. Your number if, three? Uh, yeah. So you <laughs> pick that up at your local Walmart bin for about three bucks. It's, it's a knockout. Nice. <laughs> My number three was the very first, uh, it, it was the first exposure I've had to MMORPGs. And it was, I mean, everybody remembers their first MMORPG where it's like, holy shit, I'm playing with ev- fucking everybody. And look how huge this world is. And uh, I am so glad this game, I'm so glad I got this game when I did. And not like, I'm, I'm glad the game doesn't come out in like a year. Because when I fucking first got this game, I was a goddamn hermit. My, like for years, for years, like I could not stop playing this game. And I'm just I'm just thankful that the the franchise sort of took a a dip down so that I, it actually turned me off from playing it because I would still be playing it today, and that leads me to my number three EverQuest. It was just insane. Like you get to pick between fifteen different classes, and every every class is from a different world, a different city, and. Uh, there's different factions and you're all fighting each other, but you're all like kind of exploring and this deep lore and worlds that like only existed in like J.R.R. Tolkien times, but now it was three dimensional and you got to interact with people and, 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 and have like a real interaction with live people. And it was, it was when it first, when you first played, it it was like very scary because you're like, I, I, I don't, I, what am I going to say? Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk to people. Like, mm-hmm. it was like a chat room, but like like a live game going yeah. on, too. EverQuest was actually the big name as far as MM, MMOs goes, like, yeah, uh, like back World in the of day. Warcraft, right? Yeah, but I remember, like... Oh, World of Warcraft came out 10 years after EverQuest did. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I remember wanting to, to play EverQuest, but my dad was like, no, I'm not, I'm not paying a subscription or, like, whatever. 
I think it had a subscription, right? Yeah, uh, yeah at the time yeah. it did. It was like 15 bucks a month or something. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, yeah as a kid who didn't have a job, <laughs> yeah, my dad was like, uh, no, See, I'm I not buying that. that for you. But the game, like, I wanted to play the game because of the way people talked about it at school. Because, like, they were just talking about all these adventures that they would go on and, like, yes. all the things that you could do and, like, all the friends they were making online. I'm just like, and I'm just stuck at home. Just, uh, <laughs> and uh, you're boring life. Yeah. I want to go exploring like my friends. I know, man, this isn't fair. You're like outside with a stick, just slamming <laughs> against the street. Like, well, this it's just 15 bucks a month. Come on. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? You remember in our movie podcast when we were counting down the top five movies, and you said Goonies, and it was all about these like childish adventures, adventures you went on. Yeah, this is sort of the way to kind of allowed it to happen. I'm like, hey, I'm a fucking elf, and I'm running through the woods, and yeah. there's a fucking gnome, and he's trying to kill me. Oh, that's a real guy. Well, it was like the first time you could do that without sounding insane. Yeah. Like, you, well, could, you, you still sounded well, insane. That's true, but you could have run into the woods and be like, hey, guys, I'm a fucking elf. Come join me <laughs> in my quest to kill this bad guy. It was just so cool because it was like, you know, when you weren't playing the game, you could, like, you know, find your way on top of like a rooftop in the in the woods and like watch the sun go down over the water and you're mm-hmm. like this is insane and it would all happen not in real time but in close yeah. to real time like there there was like a game clock yeah. you know and like one day would be about like 10 hours or something yep. in the game uh but like you know you were fighting like giant cyclopses and all this shit and like you know it was just it was a very cool advance to see your see your character go from fighting rats and, like, getting your ass whooped to fighting giant cyclopses through the woods and, like, getting all your buddies in and, like, having, like, literally, like, 10 to 12 people mm-hmm. with you, like, fighting this thing and, like, getting, like, reaping the rewards from it. It was just, I don't know, it was just, it it set the stage for everything else afterwards. Did yeah. EverQuest come out, like, uh, around the time of cable, like, uh, or broadband internet came out? No, it was a little before. Uh, okay. So it was still on 56K. I want to say EverQuest came out in 97 or 98. Okay. Because it just, I, mean, I think it just came out of nowhere, it seemed like, EverQuest. Like, all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, we got to play EverQuest. You got to play EverQuest. Yeah. I only knew one person who played it. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I never really got into it, but I didn't get into PC gaming until much later. I, so I never really played too many yeah, MMOs was, or anything. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of PC gamers as friends back then. Yeah, I, I didn't do. really have a computer at home until like 2000. Yeah, that's yeah, it. 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. 2000. I just picked 14. And and for fellow EverQuest fans out there that are listening, I played an Ogre Shadow Knight and I whooped fucking ass with it. Mm. Mm-mm. Anyway. <laughs> Bit cocky with your uh, Ogre Knight <laughs> shadows, shadows, shadows knight. whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. I don't even understand what that means. Bring it on. <laughs> Are we talking Lord of the Rings now? Totally. Okay, cool. Better. All right, well. All right, Adam, what's I your guess, number? Uh, speaking of shadows, my number two dealt heavily with some shadows. It was uh, an Xbox 360 game, Alan Wake. Oh, really? It is a very uh, underappreciated title, which has since become a cult classic. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have any of you guys played it. No, I played nope. the beginning, like the first like five minutes, but that was about it. I Explain to, to us more. in detail to the uh, <laughs> one here who hasn't played it. All right. Like from beginning to end. Okay. The entire game. Yeah, we got, we got time. Give us the story. All right. So Act it out. You play as Alan Wake. <laughs> You're a writer. Oh, shit. You're married. Oh, shit. You're on your way to this small town. This is boring. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Graphics are terrible. <laughs> I gotta use my imagination? Yes. Um, 
Well, it is kind of a. I think it's something we should do for horror play. Yeah, um, I want to do it for horror play. It, not so much. <sighs> Because it's more Man. psychological yeah, horror than yeah. it's like straight up horror. I don't know uh, what I should say about that in that yeah. case. But, um, yeah, it, it's more of a suspenseful game. Um, you play Alan Wake, who's a, a famous writer. He's trying to go on vacation with his wife in this small town. Um, I really kind of knew nothing about the game. I saw a little article in Game Informer about it that said that Lost, which I was watching the entire series of Lost at the time, um, while it was in its sixth season, I was burning through the first five seasons. And they also said that it was uh, inspired by Twin Peaks, which I have not watched. But I was like, this sounds interesting. Let's check it out. Mm. Um, this town is taken over by this dark force. Uh, it, flashlight is your weapon. You yeah. also get a gun. But you need a flashlight to kind of get this darkness off people. Um, it's just a very, like, kind of, I don't want to call it, I guess a mountain town. Um yeah, it takes place in like. Yeah, you're in a lot of wooded areas. It's like the eastern United States, right? Yeah, like, I think so. Or maybe like Pacific Northwest oh, or something yeah, like that. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just a, a great game. I really haven't played anything like it since then. Um, I, Conceptually, really just, it sounds amazing. I like. I I, I just yeah. I know that it, like it's I, just really weird. Um, I don't know if I should talk about the ending of the game or not. No, I um, actually do want to play it. So don't, all right, yeah, we're gonna play it for the horror play. I think. Spoiler. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm sad that it looks like there's never gonna be another one, but it, it was a great game. Um, I, I really don't know what else I can say about it. Wow. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> I loved it. it. It's one of my favorite games. I guess I should have prefaced this with all of my. Uh, top five list here is more modern games but sure, I, yeah. I don't know it's it's just this weird little game that kind of came out of nowhere and nobody really played why yeah. why is there no talk of a sequel uh it didn't sell very well really yeah it, it seems like it was like extremely popular and like everybody it I was actually played it. the the company that made max Payne, like the first two max Payne's right. that created the series they made it um and it just didn't do great it's gone on to do really well since then uh, it it's got really, decent reviews though yeah right? it'll it'll it, make a sequel it did get decent reviews um it's become a cult hit since then they actually the creator of uh i forget remedy uh he came out and they're making a new game for xbox one quantum break um, and he did this whole little thing. He's like, well, we want to do Alan Wake 2. Nobody will give us money for it. So here's Quantum Break. Fundanything.com, guys. Right? Yeah. I'd pay for some Alan Wake 2. I think a lot of people <laughs> would. So that leads us to you, John. John, oh. what's your number two? Is it, is it Alan Wake again? Did I steal oh, yours? Yeah, I steal his thunder. No. He's still writing Jesus. in the No, the, uh, my number two game is another Super Nintendo game. I'm kind of surprised I don't have more Super Nintendo games on my list because it's Super Nintendo is my all-time favorite console. Really? Yeah. Top five consoles. That's pretty good. Got to yeah. do that yeah. sometime. Yeah. Uh, my number two game is the RPG classic Chrono Trigger. Nice. Uh, Chrono really? Trigger, for those of you who don't know, was made by the creator of the Final Fantasy series. The character design was by the guy who created the Dragon Ball like uh, series. And the music was actually made by another guy who's also... Really well known, <laughs> but I don't really know. It's <laughs> so not uh, Johnny wasn't that well known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's was it the, the Final Fantasy composer? Yeah, uh, I can't I remember. So. It starts with a it U. It was basically, I remember. He does all the yeah. great yeah. music scores. <laughs> I remember reading an article when they were first putting together a team to make Chrono Chicker. They wanted to assemble like an all star team. 
to uh, to make this game. Chrono Trigger, remind me. That's not the one with like the robots or anything, is it? Well, like, there's robots in there. It's it's basically a time traveling story. Oh, basically, there's you're uh, it's an RP, it's a turn classic kind of turn based RPG. Yep. You're uh, the plot has you like going back and forth in time, and there's a bunch of like uh, characters you can recruit to your party. Mm-hmm. But the coolest thing about the game that I loved is that there were a shit ton of multiple endings. I think there's like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. It Jeez. was just and like there were different ways that like uh you could uh get these endings. And like uh this is before the internet, so I had No idea. I, I knew there were multiple endings. I didn't know how many or how to get them. So I just I kept replaying the game over and over trying to get like different endings. Mm. So the game had like this like infinite replay uh replayability and you know, I, I love uh, everything about the game. The story is amazing. The characters, you know, are unforgettable. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly one of my, uh, it's probably my favorite RPG of all nice. time. Yeah. I was thinking Xenogears, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Xenogears. Yeah. Well, that's also a good one. That yeah. is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Not as good as Chrono Trigger, but uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be on your Xenogears top five list. <laughs> Xenogears is the number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, we'll it's somewhere in a list somewhere. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, my number two is actually a first-person shooter, and I know we talked about GoldenEye and how great GoldenEye was uh, back in the day, but this game actually came out after GoldenEye, and it was uh, developed by Rare and uh, Nintendo. Um, Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. Great first-person shooter. Goddamn <laughs> um, <laughs> <Conquered Damn>. it. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Diddy Kong Racing. Um, no, this game was called Perfect Dark. And when this game came out, I got it because I heard it was kind of like GoldenEye, just like more sci-fi-ish. It was made by the same guys, too. Yeah. And uh, there's actually some of the multiplayer levels are the same from GoldenEye. Like, they have complex facility. Oh, really? Yeah, the same ones from GoldenEye. That just sounds lazy. It was. But they also had, (laughs) like, 20 other levels that were new. And I I thought that was really cool. And uh, But that's just the multiplayer. The single player itself was had a really awesome story. You you took uh, control of the character Joanna Dark, who is kind of this just um, I don't know she's not a spy, but she's very James Bondish. But it was a sci-fi setting, so there's like a lot of alien stuff, a lot of conspiracy, and you're kind of just uh, going through. And like the level design was really awesome, very like Golden Eye-ish, but it also had where you play um, like you could also play the game like co-op, and then they would give you like another character. And, like, that was really awesome, like, because co-op was – I'd never even played a game co-op until that game. Right. So I thought that was really awesome that I could play this single-player game with somebody else at the same time. Were the controls really weird in this game? Because I remember trying to play it and not being able to do anything in it. Like They're similar to GoldenEye. I mean, it was kind of the same control – I, I must have gotten I must have gotten a glitchy game or something. I rented it and I just remember like why isn't this doing this? And really? the controller says that I should be able to do this, but it's not. No, I, I mean I mean maybe game. the control scheme was off or like the controls were like in the options changed or something. But I, I remember it was pretty similar to Goldeneye. Uh, the the thing with um, Perfect Dark was they had like newer kind of futuristic weapons. One of which is like one of the best weapons in games I've ever played. Uh, Cerebral bore. Nope. Turok. Nope. <laughs> this was uh, uh, the laptop gun, which was basically supposed to be a laptop that turned into a gun, but you could also throw it on a wall, and it would be a sentry gun. 
So it had three purposes. Wow. So it was, like, pretty cool. Like, uh, you'd use it as just, like, a gun, just hold it and start shooting people, and it would be, like, rapid-fire kind of machine gun. But then if there was, like, too many people or you wanted to pull out another gun, you could just throw it onto the wall. It would shoot until it ran out of ammo, and then you could pull out another gun and help shoot. I think that was like a MacBook buddy. commercial, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Directed by Ridley Scott. He directed the MacBook commercial with the laptop gun. Um, no, this uh, – I think it was a PC, actually. Um the uh, the other aspect of the game that I thought was really awesome, and the reason why it's like so high, is because yes, the single player was awesome, the the co op was awesome, but it also had a multiplayer that wasn't. Yes, it had four player split screen, and you could yeah. you know play against your friends, but you could also play against bots. And bots was something that came out before like internet days that allowed you and a friend to fight against another enemy, which was really awesome. And I remember mind blowing countless hours playing with my friends like staying up all night and just doing split screen and playing against bots and you could like there's so many options to the game you could pick the level you could pick every gun that showed up on the level you could pick the amount of people that you played against you could play the type of game i mean they had capture the flag team right. slayer all that then you could also pick what kind of bot you wanted and they had everything from shy bot who would run away from you <laughs> to to like dark bot who would just try to seek you out or like they would have one where if you shot him first he would only come after you oh, so wow. whenever you shot him he would come after you then they had like shield. vengeful bot yeah yeah they had so many different so i remember just kill going bill through. bot yeah, yeah. we we used to like just pick like eight different types of bots and like you would like hit one like if you turned a corner and just got shot in the head and you were dead, you're like, okay, that's the dark bot. Like that's the <laughs> hardest one. But then if you like started shooting at one guy and he's just running away, you're like, come back here, you son of a bitch. You're the shy bot. You damn awesome. kid. Awesome. Yeah. Like there's just so many options to playing that game that it, like it was just never ending. They also had a uh, another segment which were challenges, which were just like they would pick a level and you just it would just be like kill 100 people in 100 minutes. Or, or not 100 minutes, but, like, 100 people in, like, five minutes. And you would just have to do that and try to complete that, and you'd get star ratings. Right. So there's just, like, so much to that game that I don't think I ever beat or played, like, every aspect of it. So, so you like it better than GoldenEye? Yeah, definitely. And I loved GoldenEye, but oh, yeah. the, the fact that there's more well, options and more don't. multiplayer. Yeah, it doesn't sound <laughs> like it, Robert. Oh, I hated that game. <laughs> Worst game ever. <laughs> no, but that's that's pretty much the reason why. It's just it had so many options, so many different ways you could play the game, and the fact that you could play with people – they actually released it on Xbox Arcade, and you can actually do System Link with eight people and play with eight bots. I would love to do that someday. You can't. You can, they didn't build multiplayer into it. Uh, like no, online? there's online. There's online multiplayer right. too. Because I yeah. actually I bought it. I just haven't played it yet. Really? I bought it a long. Well, time I wanted ago. I wanted to do like a System Link match to get like eight people over here or something and like play eight people versus eight bots and try to do like capture the flag. That way we wouldn't need to get 16 people to play. We could just do eight people and <laughs> play against robots. That'd be fun. Yeah, I thought that'd be cool. Very good, very good. Uh, my number two was the first game. Uh, well, yeah, it was the first game that scared the living piss out of me, and it just stuck with me. Like, it was just, for nostalgic reasons alone, it's probably still, like, one of the scariest, if not the scariest game I've ever played personally. And it just it rang it rang my bell, and it was it was it's still so hard to unring this bell. Resident Evil Two, yes, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like that game was just incredibly scary and you know puzzle uh, puzzle oriented. And I had I had played Resident Evil Two before I had played anything else. Like yeah. that was my first Survival Resident Evil or... experience. Yep, 
first like horror game, everything. Nice. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, they can make games like this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I remember just being like, okay, I have a pistol and a knife and I have like eight bullets. And I'm just like, why does the zombie take five bullets and they're only giving me eight? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I should have to save ammo. Yeah. I have to yeah. run by the zombie and not shoot him. And just like, you know, the atmosphere and like walking around the police station. And then, um, you know, you, you think like, okay, you know, I, the police station, this is like where the, the entire game is going to take place. And then you, all of a sudden you start unfurthing things within the game and it just starts getting darker and darker and darker. And, it it was a perfect blend of creepiness meets jump horror. It, it just it attacked that so well with mm. storyline and everything. So yeah, yeah, I, I loved I love the Resident Evil series, even the later ones that kind of kind of went a different direction. Shied away from the yeah, original. classic a little bit. survival horror, just a tad. <laughs> it got a little more actiony. But Resident Evil One and Resident Evil like the Resident Evil remake on GameCube, and then Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three, I think are like awesome. Oh yeah, I mean, and it was like. You know, the first experience with me doing, like, okay, do I want to play as Leo or do I want to play as Claire? Right. Well, what the hell is the difference? Oh, a world of difference. It was, like, completely different storylines that would weave in and out of each other but stray so far from each other at the same time. And you're, like, you had to play both characters to get the full story. Yeah. You know, it's, like, different boss fights, different storylines, but they would meet ever so effervescently. Mm. And then just for, a sec- just for yeah, like just for a, a moment bit. and then drift away f- again from each other. And then I remember playing through the second character and you started seeing the whole picture. Like, holy shit. Like, oh, I remember this plane as Leo. And yeah. like, oh, I know where he's going. He's going to get fucked up by that thing. And like, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just it was just uh, all around memorable experience. And I still use that as the benchmark as is this game scarier, scarier than Resident Evil 2? And it's hard to beat it. Resident Evil yeah. 2 is the actually the only Resident Evil I've played through willingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that you weren't forced at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got I, uh, I wish I remembered a little bit more about that game. I remember playing it a lot back when it first came out as both characters, but it was a great game. Didn't the story change slightly depending on who you played as first? Because there were Leon A scenarios, Claire A scenarios, then you had like. Leon B yes. and Clara B. Hmm. Yes. It wasn't right. much of a difference, but it was just like something, yeah, slight. And yeah. then there was the uh the legendary I don't I still to this day I don't know that you can really play as him, but the legendary tofu character. You could play as him. Yeah. Was it a real tofu character? Yeah. It was yeah. you had to beat I've never the game. Heard of this. Yeah, me you, either. You had to play through both games, both characters, without using a save. That sounds yeah, like that something would, I don't want to do. Yeah, that would something. That's a challenge. But I then you do get not to want to yeah. complete. You get to walk as like a homo erect um, piece, of, piece tofu. of tofu <laughs> with arms and legs and a beret on. Does that mean you never die because you don't have brains? I have no idea. <laughs> no one, no one likes you. tofu, man. Not even zombies. Nope. You could play as a merc character if you did it with like in within one save or yeah. something. Like there was just like, like all these weird challenges that I was like, okay, you're never going to be able to do that. But that's still cool that you can do that. That's awesome. I don't know. Resident yeah, Evil 2, yeah. just great game. Set the bar. Yep. I agree. So Me too. In every top five, we eventually have to get to that point where we do name the number one. And in this case, it is the uh, number one all-time video game according to uh, us and the Shark Dropper Boys. So, Adam, why don't you take it away and give us our uh, top, top video game of all time. All right. This might be cheating. Again, I'm going to let you guys decide. Um... 
I kind of feel like the way my second one ended kind of made both of them the same game. Uh, a Bioshock. Animal Crossing 2, really? <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, those just have been the same game every time yeah, with new yeah. items. <laughs> Farmville. Um, my number one is Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Okay. I don't know if that if you guys will allow that as one, but I feel the way that Bioshock Infinite ended kind of allows oh. them to be the same game. Hold on, let's get together and discuss this real quick. <laughs> guys, <laughs> yeah. we, okay, thumbs Huddle. up, thumbs uh, down. Uh, uh, I mean, I, just, I give them I just, titties two thumbs up. All right, all right, yes. all right thumbs up. <laughs> all right, thanks, I appreciate it, guys. Um, it makes this a little bit easier. Has yeah. everybody here played Infinite? Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. So Infinite was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. All right. Well, then you understand why I say uh, that I that kind of made them the same game. Mm. Um, Bioshock was the first game I ever had for Xbox 360. Uh, I bought my Xbox 360 on launch day, but was too poor to buy games <laughs> until like a year and a half later when oh Bioshock came out. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I could buy the Xbox, but not the, At least uh, you were prepared. Yeah. You the case, cards, like the game to be fair, it was a Christmas present. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but Bioshock was the first game I ever played, and it was just, I was in this whole mad shooter craze from Halo. I just wanted to play all the shooters, and there weren't really any other ones that captured me like Halo did until Bioshock came along. And uh, it was just such a different experience. I mean, the whole world of Rapture. Um, oh, yeah you arrive in this place, you don't know what's going on, you find these recordings to tell you a story, um, and then Infinite. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Infinite, what like, can I say about Infinite? It, it, Infinite surprised me how good it was. Yeah. I was not expecting much when was it came it, out. Was it good? It was, oh, oh, God. Oh. Oh. And the podcast. I remember, <laughs> I remember playing through Infinite, and it was just like, who's the girl that's following the whole time? Elizabeth. 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 I remember it's like, hey, the, she, you know, she has this dark secret, and then you're like, well, you know, we all got a little skeletons in the closet, and then all of a sudden there's that one scene where she pulled back reality, and you know, you're supposed to be playing in this what seems to be colonial times, yeah. city in the sky, and she pulls back this curtain of reality, and all of a sudden it's like the 1980s in London, and there's a taxi, like you're like, uh, what the fuck? I remember it was oh, playing yeah. Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears, and I was like, there that's were, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, that, what the yeah. hell? Just the soundtrack in that game, they had a, they had a lot of uh, big songs. A CCR song in there. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But. CCR, they had a Beach Boy song. They were playing God Only Knows. Like, yeah. It was the guy singing it, though. They, it was like mm-hmm. a, um, it was a, a barbershop yeah, quartet. Yeah, barbershop quartet. Um, yeah, yeah awesome. just that game. After the twist in the original Bioshock, mm-hmm. um, I was like, how are they going to do this in Infinite? Yeah. And then they took me back to Rapture. And then they said, Bioshock 1 is the same game. Yeah. You yeah. basically just did the same thing in a completely different like timeline. Yeah. Well, not timeline. Well, they're like, all different. Yeah. Yeah. It's different uh, realities. Like string theory yeah, yeah. is basically what they're playing out there. And I, I don't know. Just that series. I. A game hasn't made me think more besides the Bioshock series. Yeah. Does Bioshock Infinite stand alone if you were not to be – if you were not to play the original Bioshock? Like, yes, absolutely. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, – I just don't think you would get that Rapture reference at the end. Right. There, yeah, it. there's probably like some but references. But I think even the, the major twist of the there's always a lighthouse, there's always a man, like I still think that holds right. up even without playing the first one. Right. Yeah. And you can definitely skip the second one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard about that one. <laughs> no, I agree. Well, I haven't played Infinite, but I have played Bioshock. 
We did actually a, a horror play review on it. Oh, Check I thought you were joking about that. I'm sorry if I ruined anything for you. Don't worry about it. What <laughs> <laughs> you borrow, man? God. Adam. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. I thought you were just being John. Yeah. Saying yeah. no for fun. Honestly, I like Bioshock. I just wanted to plug the horror play podcast. There you go. Good Check job. it out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right, John, what's your number one video game? My number one game is uh, probably the game I probably spent the most hours on. I'm not ashamed to admit. Um, I don't know how. Cause the, the game's really not that long. Maybe like 12, 15 hours. But <laughs> it's a long game. That is long yeah, by today's long. standards. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Halo no. 3 was like six hours. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was... It was uh, when I first played it. I'd never played any game like it beforehand. It, the game that I'm talking about is the PS1 classic. Parappa the Rapper. Uh, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Kick, no. kick, kick. Metal Gear Solid okay. for uh, PlayStation uh, 1. Yeah. Nice. The, how can you forget about that game? Easily. Because oh, I, okay. I, I... Come on. This game's so He's going to rip into you. I know. I so got lame. the notice to make this list like three hours ago. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, it was the first stealth game that I've ever played. Yeah. You know, Metal Gear Solid, for those of you who don't know, is uh, basically you're just sneaking around the base, like avoiding enemies, mm-hmm. taking them out. Like, uh, you could go guns blazing all Rambo style, but that's not really how the game was designed. There's a lot of... You have to implement, like, a lot of strategy, yeah. really. You can't just, like, go willy-nilly, like, uh, like Contra or something, just jumping up and down, like, uh, shooting everybody. Could you even jump in that game? <laughs> kind of. Rambo? Or, uh, Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> yeah. In Rambo? <laughs> in Contra? Fuck yeah, you can. But, yeah, uh, you know, it was actually, because I'd never played a stealth game before, it was really intense for me, because it was just like, man, I'm just, I'm never... Like, yeah, hiding. You're hiding from enemies the whole time. You're usually undergun, mm-hmm. underpowered. You know, if you get caught or like an enemy sees you, an alert goes off, and then like they call another, like a pretty much like a whole army of guards. Yeah. You could try to take them out, but you're most likely going to die. So you usually have to run away. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was revolutionary for me because mm-hmm. I think there were stealth games out before that, but it was like the first game I played. See, yeah. I've actually never played. All the way through any of no, the that's Gear blasphemy. You should at Never. least finish the first one. Never the first one actually one. had the best story. I think. Yeah, you smoke cigarettes in it, man. Yeah, yeah, you can smoke. And they would deplete your health. Yeah, and it would show Fun you game. if there was any cool. uh, laser alarms. Yeah, I I only put the demo the first one. I was like, man, I get this uh, game. That was actually how uh, I got wind of the game. Because, you know, back in the day, they had, like, uh, the magazines and they had, like, little demos in the plastic covers. Oh, yeah. Six games coming I was always, yeah. like, the guy who would just, like, go to the grocery store and just, like, rip Take open, one. rip it open. <laughs> you! That yeah. Guy, you said you were the one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, how I first John. played the demo. For <laughs> yeah, us. seriously. That's why there's no more magazines anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. You lost too much money on all those demos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have made it so easy. Yeah, turn you in. Yeah, it was like just him and a piece of cellophane separating the world. They yeah. come around, arrest John, and then magazines <laughs> like, come <"Whoa!"> back. <laughs> they start releasing more magazines. Butterfly effect. I actually uh, completely rented that game on a whim, knowing nothing about it, and yeah. it blew my mind. Yeah. Awesome. It was – honestly, the game also has my favorite boss fight of all time. For those of you who don't know, the entire Metal Gear Solid series, it kind of has a tendency to just kind of ignore the fourth wall or just – Make fun of it. Yeah, yeah. The boss. Oh, f- 
I know which one you're going to go with. Yeah. I do, yeah. too. Can I guess it? Yeah. Is it the one where he, the boss looks at you and says, oh, I'm going to take control of your mind. Yeah. And, and then he switches, like, Psycho your controller Manus. port or whatever? No, no. Psycho what it is is that, like, you know, he's like a, he's like a psychic or whatever. He says he reads your mind. Like, uh, in that intro scene, like, when he says he reads your mind, like, uh, he's actually reading, like, the memory card data. He's like, oh, you like Castlevania. And like, uh, yeah, if you had so any so. other uh, Konami saves yeah. on oh, your nice. memory card, he would be like, oh, yeah. I see that you enjoy this. That's awesome. And during the boss fight, you're trying to hit him. You're trying to get close to him. But he's always like one step ahead of you because the computer is basically reading the input of the controller and just like trying to keep ahead of you. Yeah. So the whole time you're just like, how do I kill this guy? And like, uh, you know, during the fight, if you uh, suck that long enough or haven't figured it out yet, you get like a, you get like a little call from like one of your uh, – from your allies, like, hey, try like uh, plugging the controller, plug the controller yeah. port, and the controller port too. Yep. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's not something usually the game usually it's tells it's you to like, do yeah. in the middle of a boss fight. So I did that. So what, your friend would, like call you on the cell phone, and be like, hey, I know you're getting your ass whooped right yeah. now, but <laughs> yeah, the colonel's like, hey, plug your controller in the controller port too. And like once you did that, like uh, Psycho Mantis, he couldn't keep up with you. He was just a regular boss fight, and it's kind of funny because like after you do it, he's like. Why can't I read your mind? <laughs> it yeah, was just that, that was amazing. Was it was ingenious. I had never, I had never experienced anything like that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I guess I'll go into my number one. Uh, Adam already stole the thunder out of this one. Oh, and that's I put it, it so it's low. It Here we go. Number one, Halo Combat Evolved. It's my favorite game of that's, all time. That's the reboot of Halo? No, that's the original. He just yeah, wanted to say the subtitle. I just wanted to say the whole thing. Co- I, Halo see, I, colon Combat Evolved. I love that series, and I always forget that the original one was called Combat Evolved. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I won't go too in-depth with this since you already talked about it, Adam, but uh, the reason the reason why it's number one is pretty similar to Perfect Dark. It had so many different ways you could play the game. I mean, it had you know single-player, it had campaign, but the multiplayer aspects with with four-player split-screen was awesome, but the fact that you could system link with up to 16 people was, like, I've had the most fun playing a game multiplayer-wise, hooking up four Xboxes and having 15 other people show up at my house and playing 16-player Halo. For, like, 36 hours straight. We, I remember the first time we ever did it, we started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Just and didn't finish until about... 5.30 in the morning. See, so, you now you're doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just cases <laughs> of Mountain Dew and Cheetos. Oh, d- you couldn't imagine how many cans of soda there were <laughs> on our dining room table. It was, I remember uh, probably like around midnight, my dad came out of his room and just saw like <laughs> stacks on stacks of soda. And he was just like, holy shit. And he just, I remember just seeing him like as we're playing the game, just throwing away <laughs> soda. Like, just taking that and pizza boxes like everything was just going on like holy crap like we did go through a lot but i remember um we played two capture the flag missions and one of the uh one of them we played we got eight people we we just drew names out of a hat that those were the teams eight on eight we played capture the flag and one of those games lasted three hours oh my god we were playing the same level as the biggest level for three hours straight and i remember the we were so ecstatic when we won. And I remember it was my team because I remember everyone jumping up, just high-fiving, hugging each other, like fake crying because it was over. And I remember we won three to two, and we barely got in the base to capture the flag. And, and 
I remember like we were like it, it, oh I remember God. that night at five thirty in the morning. Everyone Robert, was, like, you're shaking right now. I know. I'm so <laughs> excited. But I remember at five thirty in the morning, we were like, okay, we got to call it quits now. Like we've been playing so long. So some people took off. Some of us like we all just like slept there. And I remember I closed my eyes that night to go to sleep. I could not get the picture of just Halo multiplayer out of my mind. Just a plasma grenade. Yeah, I, I saw. Face. I just saw Master Chief climbing into a tank, and I'm just like, I can't sleep right. I can't close. My eyes hurt to close. Like yeah. I couldn't do it. And I, I don't know. I love when games do that, man. I really <laughs> love it. And, like, and then I, you wake up, and you're like, yes, I can't wait to fucking oh, play it again. And we played it. We played it again in the morning. We didn't have all 16 people again, but we played it again in the morning. I remember like just we played it nonstop and. That's awesome. That that game for that sole reason is why like it gets that extra boost because not only did I love the campaign, I love the co op and I love the story and and all that, but like the multiplayer definitely gives it that extra boost and that's why it's it's number one because I haven't had another moment like that since since Halo. Yeah, yeah. No, I you know I I know I gave it a little shit before. Not really. I mean I, I enjoy the game. No, you I... hate the game, so just say it. Yeah. You, you said you wanted to be crucified Fine. for not liking it. Guys, you want me to be honest? Fine. Fine. There's your cross, Jonathan. I, Get on it. Yep. <laughs> this I is your red hot chili peppers, okay, man. Just let me just... Yeah, that's, that's true. Just let me just, you know, come to terms with it. Fine. I'll admit it. I hate yeah, black yeah. people. Yeah, there you go. Uh, wait, oh. I mean, Halo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, whoa. Halo. Now the secret comes out. Now I was considered a racist. So, Master Chief was a black dude. You know it. <laughs> Probably was. So are you excited for the uh, Master Chief collection with the original... Halo Combat Evolved multiplayer, but online. That's the main reason why I want to get Xbox now, just because I would love to like try to get sixteen well, people again. You should just want to do that because PlayStation Four doesn't have any games. Well, that too. I guess that's a whole other top Listen, five un- games. PlayStation Uncharted Three 4 doesn't have <laughs> Uncharted Three or Uncharted Four is going to come out for PlayStation. That's when I'll buy a PlayStation. Okay, so next year when yeah, all the that's games for PlayStation it. are coming out, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. <laughs> PlayStation's late to the. To the scene, so I'll wait it out. But I want to—I definitely want to get the Halo um, anniversary or whatever it's called. I just, well, if you do that, let me know. I'll come over and be one of your sixteen people. Fifteen. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say. 15. <laughs> I'm sixteen. I'm yeah. gonna be there. Oh man, not number one. Uh, no, you should think I'll a little more 16. highly of yourself, no. Robert. Number sixteen, rated top five people. Sixteen. But sixteen. That That's impressive. <laughs> nice. No, I want to get that, and I. I would love to try to get. I don't know if we could get that many people, but I would love to try to do that because that was most fun. Try to recapture those moments. So that leads me to my number one, and we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it because it's it's already existed on two of our uh, two of our four lists. My number one is Final Fantasy VII. Oh, nice. I mean, it's just we talked about it a lot in exhaustion. It was just it was just incredible. Yeah. I, what I is honestly, it again? Uh, this is, it's like I'm a good. I'm good. You know NFL Blitz. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah oh, that was a good one. It's the cool. opposite of that. That, that just barely. It's made the it opposite off of my list. fake football. <laughs> um, although I will spend this time, uh, the little time that we do have left, to allow everybody to go down and just you don't have to get into it. Just honorable mentions because I do have one that I was super super reluctant to leave off my top five. And it was this. It was this or Turtles in Time, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention Super Metroid. Yes. Okay. Super Metroid was like the first dark game I played. Like, wow, this game kind of creeps me out, and all these dark environments, and the music, and like you know, it, it wasn't just like a hey, I'm going to play from point A to point B. I had to go from Backtrack. point yeah. all this weird stuff, and it was just uh, 
multiple endings. It was just uh, it, was, it was just a great game all around. Super Metroid. Nice. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I have to pick something else on the spot. What just barely made it on the list? Yeah, or didn't? It, if list. anything, well, I, I got uh, a bunch. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you go ahead, John. I'll think about this for a minute. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I wanted to put. I didn't have any first-person shooters on the list, but I love first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, the Half-Life games, oh, yeah. Modern Warfare One, Battlefield Two, the Battlefield Bad Company games. Um, Let's see what else. I wanted There's to also th- the Zelda games. I didn't put any Zelda games on there, but I love uh, Zelda yeah. games. I wanted to throw Zelda games. I wanted to put Grand Theft Auto, the original one. I wanted to put Mario Kart on it. Yeah. See, for me, it was yeah. uh, like N64. Diddy Kong Racing was a big one. That's what like made me want to get N64. Dino Crisis was actually the first oh, survival yeah. horror game I played. Before Resident Evil, I played Dino Crisis. Uh, Super Mario 2, Yoshi's Island. Oh, first Yoshi's one? Island is awesome. Yeah. I yeah. even liked the, the one that they came out with the DS. I played the crap out of that I didn't play on that DS. one as much. I, Call of, I wanted to put Call of Duty on, Breath of Fire 3, eh. GTA 3. And uh, Half Life Two, definitely. I loved Half Life Two. With those yes. alien monkeys. Dang. Yep. <laughs> Gears of War Three. Gears I might be alone yeah. on that one, and I yeah. don't care. I don't remember. <laughs> I, like the I don't original. think I played I like Gears of Three. I think I played just the first two. It's too many lists. Too many lists. Really like good games. It's amazing. We actually picked five. I know, <laughs> I know. right? Well, that really wraps us up for uh, this week in top five video games. Uh, I don't know that we actually sat down and talked about what we're going to do next week, but normally we tease it at the end. So if you have an idea, let's tease it now. Go, Robert. <laughs> I really don't want to say not this one. You top five guys it. you want to kiss. Don't even. Okay. Nope. <laughs> not doing that <laughs> one. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll be a funny <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. Leave it. I'm not going to do it. Leave it. We'll talk about it off mic. So next week, you'll just have to be surprised. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. We know it was a little, little bit of uh, extra time here. But, uh, you know, we love having you. Thanks for the downloads. Uh, in the meantime, go to sharkdropper.com. Check out all of our other podcasts. Horror Play, Doppel Avenue Hurt, Word of the Bay. Uh, snubbed uh, Shark Dropper podcast. Uh, you'll find all the same characters, but it's all a very different scene depending on which podcast you go to. Anything you guys want to talk about? Plug? Anything? I'm done. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me back, guys. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Adam, for joining us. Uh, in the meantime, I'll see you next week. And for Adam, John, and Robert, I'm Jonathan. Thank you so much, and this is Top 5.